Hello and welcome to the 104th episode of The Sausage Factory. This is brought to you by Spong.com and hosted by me, Chris O'Regan. In this show, we interview video game developers and ask them how they made their start making games, what their influences are and who inspires them. Split into two halves, the show initially focuses on the developer themselves, and in the second half we discuss the game they're here to promote, which in this case is Fury by Game Bakers. Emmerich, who are you and what do you do? So, I'm Emmerich Toa, and I'm the creative director at the Game Bakers. Well, that was, that was the first question, nice and easily um, done. So, you actually founded the Game Bakers, which is a fantastic name. <laughs> Thank you. That's really yeah. good. Actually, is that how it works? You go into a microwave oven and come up with an idea and pop it in there and out it pops. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that was that was a concept of you, you know you when you I, we are very much into cooking uh, with Audrey, the, the other founder of the studio, and we wanted the, to to make games like we make food, you know, with love, and to to to, to put it in the oven and to take it out and serve it to gamers hot and, and crispy. So, uh, yeah, that was a, a good analogy for us. Cool. So you hinted there about your origin. So how did you make your start making video games? Uh, if, I, if I go very back, like yeah. oh, very, very ba- uh, long way back, then I started video games um, when I was like, 10 okay. and I started I think in quick basic making story based games on my first computer and and you know only uh, branching stories but that was the first thing and I also made a lot of uh, board games you know with, you take paper uh, pencils and you just create a game and that's still something that I recommend a lot to students who are wanna be game designers, but not, you know, uh, programmers or artists, or they don't, they, they can't do that yet. But they can still take a pencil and make a board game. So I started there, but then, okay, I I learned a little bit of programming after uh, high school, and then I started. Um, actually, I, I, a, a very important part in my study that was a huge. Uh, help during my video game career was uh, design uh, accessibility for websites, for software. So usability, ergonomics, all these things that make something easy to use. That was a big part of my studies and that's where that's the 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 thing that made me uh, work at Ubisoft. I worked at uh, what we call the playtest lab where you hire, not you don't hire, you, you recruit actual gamers, so people who buy games and play them and are not professionals of video games. And you watch them play your work-in-progress game. And by watching what they do, where they don't understand, where they fail because it's too hard, where they are bored because they are too, it's too easy, you take notes and you improve the game. And you do that over and over and over 10 20 times for one game. And that's where I started doing that at Ubisoft. Right. And I think it's popping out, that kind of origins of working at Ubisoft there, it's popping out of Fury in, in aspects there. Like it, 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 Fury feels like it's been carefully nurtured into being. Like, you know, I'd like to think most games are, but this it reeks of it. It definitely has been baked. <laughs> Yeah, 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 and it's it's actually the the good. I think it's the it has two influences. One is this background in usability. Yeah. So it's try to design with simplicity in mind. Like one of the biggest guidelines I had from day one was no more than four buttons, and each time we wanted to add something to add something that would make the game better for us because we know it, but not for someone who would need to pick it up and play, uh, I was saying, no, let's stick to four buttons. And that was a very strong guideline. So that was one part of what makes Fury. But another part is a very personal one. So the, the baker that wants to create something personal and and the, the other very strong guideline was make something that will 
not please everyone, but really delight a few. So that was the two major guidelines. Well, we'll come on to that in the second half. Sometimes happens, we stray into the the game we want to talk about, but let's just keep on digging away at yourself, sir. So uh, you obviously moved on from Ubisoft. And when did you leave Mm -hmm. there? uh... Uh, I stayed from 2004 until 2010, so six years and a half. Okay. And um, that was a great experience. I'm very grateful to what I've learned uh, in Ubisoft, what the people I met in Ubisoft, the opportunities Ubisoft gave me. I had a very nice career there. And it's a company where I feel if you do your best, you are rewarded. At least that was the case for me, and I've seen that happen to other people. So that was a good a very good and uh, a, good, a good experience and also an experience where I learned a lot and I left because I had this desire of having my own team, my own projects, my own schedule uh, for a long time because uh, I'm a total control freak. So that, that was a, a very strong need for me. And also I wanted to make uh, games that were done faster, meaning one year, two years, but not four or five. And also games that were made in smaller teams, meaning 20 max, 20, 25, not 200, 300 people. So that was uh, the desires. And... In 2010, happened the opportunity, which was the mobile games, the, the, the iPhone and so on, the App Store. Yeah, I think, sorry to interject there, but two things happened. I've had a lot of developers say this, and hopefully you agree. Two things happened. I think uh, Xbox Live <laughs> mm-hmm. and self-publishing of games. Like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Um, what, what's this? Like, well, you can make games and publish them yourself. But that's heresy. No, it's not. <laughs> and then the second thing was definitely mobile games, iOS and Android. Um, they just suddenly became it made it lowered the barrier of entry to actually making, producing more or less, more 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 to the point, publish one's own games. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely right. Actually, I missed the Xbox Live train. Yeah. Uh, I had friends who left Ubisoft like two years ahead of me, and they were. They got this train and they, they were successful there. Yeah. And I, it, it actually struck me. Like, I remember when I was studying web design and stuff like that in 2002, 2003, and I realized, damn, I miss the internet train. I could have been there in 97, 98, and I could have made, I don't know, Amazon or... <laughs> PayPal or I, I, eBay, I whatever. seeing all this stuff erupt <laughs> and people saying, oh, you can do your grocery shopping online. Like, no <laughs> one's going to do that. Why would exactly. you do? Oh, wait. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like the other day, I'm sorry to share this with you, I actually bought an umbrella with Amazon. <laughs> Not the umbrella. I had to, I wanted a specific umbrella. It's a very specific one. has vents in it, so when it... When the wind gusts, it doesn't blow inside out. And I couldn't find it anywhere. Fine, I'll just get it on Amazon then. <laughs> it's like, this is ridiculous. This yeah. Is, but yeah, it just looks look back on those times like, if only I had known. But neither of us really did. We just lived it. <laughs> yeah. So this happened. And then Xbox Live happened. Yeah. I missed that train again. Yeah. And and when I saw the the I, iPhone and stuff happen, I was like, that's my train. That's I'm it. taking this one. I'm taking this one. And, and, and probably guys right now are, are jumping into the VR train. I don't know where it will yeah, <laughs> lead, I, but I that's, that's another train that, that feels a bit shaky to me, but it's... maybe I will, I will sound like a total moron in, in five years. But yeah, I just <laughs> think it's expensive. Um, that, that train ticket, that particular ticket, really pricey. Uh, yeah, so that's, exactly. that's, that's what bothers me. Although I have pre-ordered the PlayStation one. That's the least expensive. So mm-hmm. uh, anyway. But- so yeah, I, uh, we 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 decided. Okay, we can make a game. We can be a small team. We can publish it, and it can be for a budget of hundred thousand or two hundred thousand euros. Right. So something 
but somehow we can manage to found somehow like it's not 10 millions it's not 20 millions and it's not 50 millions it's hundreds of them so we started with that kind of uh, ID and uh, yeah we started uh, the game bakers and uh, first game called squids okay um so you know this brings you up to the current state you know uh, launching fury which we talk about later on the show so as a creator then you've been creating games for quite some time now um what do you think you find has influenced you the most what's the thing you you find yourself orbiting constantly throughout your career whether you like it or not uh, that's a very very good question i think well if i if I'm totally honest. Yeah. I I hate I hate to say that, but the things that make me take decisions on what game I will make are the memories of game I loved. So when I was a kid. So that's that's okay. really like that that's the most basic and obvious and probably stupid things to say for. Uh, a, a designer who is aware of what a designer needs to be. Yeah. But still, that's what it is. <laughs> I mean, I've asked this question of over 100 developers now, obviously, because it's 104th episode after all. And uh, I've had various answers. Some of it, some of it ranges from my pet dog, I'm not joking, <laughs> through to the universe itself. Like, I'm inspired by reality and things. Well, that's awesome too. But definitely... <laughs> You're, uh, you know, we both have experience of a first experience in games of whatever form, whether it's a board game or a video mm-hmm. game or something. And I think that lingers with us longer than we'd like to admit. Yeah, and if I if I need to to shape it better, yeah. I would be my first inspiration is the teenager inside me. Right. So that's something that is still very very strong in my art and my mind and and it needs to express itself is like hey, I'm still there I'm still there yeah. and and when I open the doors I make a new game yeah. and that's what happens but after that I have my brain my trained and and very experienced like like 12 years of experience so you've got brain your wisdom <laughs> yeah your my wisdom yeah and your intellect and that sort of stuff I'm not talking about wisdom just, as a stat as wisdom as you you know, your, your, your maturity, you are no longer, yeah. you know, 14-year-old Americ, you're, yeah. you know, where, where you are now. And uh, <laughs> it's, 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 it's really interesting. That is interesting to, you know, you do hear people go, I want you to grow up. I'm like, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> where, where, exactly. Where are you coming from from that? Why, why would I, why, you do, I do, I'm sure you encountered it a lot as well, as well you know, the fact that you, you're still playing games, I'd say still. What's wrong with playing games? Nothing. Um, you know, everything in moderation, etc., etc., etc. It's just an, another thing. It's another form of entertainment. Uh, so, but let's not go down that road. But yeah, so so you're inspired by your teenage self, which is brilliant. Inspired by that, yeah. and and refined by my wisdom, as you say, yeah. uh, and experience, who says, okay, over the years. I have acquired some knowledge and some values, and I value this kind of design. I think this choice that is hard needs to be made in order to make a better game. And and the, the, the vision, you know, that uh, uh, less is more or uh, uh, the best is uh, the. I don't know how to say in English, but in French we would say best is the enemy of uh, better. Or something like that, right. uh, which means when you want to really make the best thing, usually it just deserves the the end goal. Uh, uh, the, the, oh, not the deserves, end just the means. Oh, I see. Yeah. No, not not like that. But uh, you know, if if you try to make something the best possible, you waste some effort, and if oh. you just try to make something good, it would have been better okay. than trying to make something the best of everything. Because your 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 means are limited, especially as a small indie studios like we are, mm. uh, you you can't make Metal Gear Solid Five or GTA Five. <laughs> so 
trying is the worst thing you could do. You need to to take uh, to be realistic about what you can do and make the best thing that you can with this in mind. If you just forget about that, then you are going straight into a wall. So I I try to 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 look at my teenager dreams, focus on what's really important, and try to make it as good as I can. Always embrace, um, learn from your mistakes and learn new things constantly. Mm-hmm. That keeps you alive. That uh, Otherwise, you yep. just become moribund and just exist. And neither of us want that. No one wants that. And uh, that's why I sort of bristle when people say, well, you just grow up. Like, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather not. No, that's kind of dull. So, next question then. Does, this, this, this show is a bit like a video game and it gets harder as it goes on. Uh, this question is, who do you most <laughs> admire in the industry and why? As it goes to develop... Uh, well, that's, that's an easy one. Is it? Oh, good. Some people go, I can't uh, answer this. Yeah. Go on. That's, that's, that's an easy one because I have a lot of mentors. I, I am very uh, into Japanese culture and I am a very fan of the Japanese you know, the samurai way. So I have my mentors and I have my archimedes and that kind of guides me. So the mentors, they are all Japanese. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay. Almost all Japanese, but it's very easy. Like Shinji Mikami, who made uh, Resident Evil and Resident Evil oh, 1, who, Resident like Evil 4, uh, who made Vanquish, who made God End, who made... Uh, he was a producer, a producer actually on Phoenix Wright. And, like, he made so many great decisions and he has such a good feeling for cool arcade character controls. He is, for me, by far the best game designer ever. I can't think so, where the influence comes from into, into Fury there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, I, I actually thank him in the credits. Yes. So, uh, so um, yeah, this, he's, this guy, he's by far my top favorite. Yeah, Vanquish. But I have a lot, of, uh, a lot of other Japanese designers that I like. Yeah. Um, I would say, I actually think uh, the guy I think was behind the Punch Out series in at Nintendo, uh, Genyo Takeda. I'm not sure it's him. Like I look, I dig it up, but I'm saying I think out, it's him. Sadly. It shouldn't be, but it, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they, did, they don't reward much their uh, their guys except uh, Shigeru Miyamoto. But uh, um, yeah, so this guy he was a very inspired when he made Punch Out because it's simple and so good. But uh, yeah, other guys like the Treasure designers, the guys at Treasure who made this, this shoot them up and this beat them up, they are all awesome. Um, so that's a, a lot of, of the basically the Japanese um, selfish dictators. <laughs> the guys who make games and they just make the team bend to their will and wow. These are These guys are very inspiring and you feel the quality of the AAA with uh, the personality of an indie game when, when they deliver something which does not happen at all in a game from Naughty Dog for instance I love their games I like to play them with my wife on the couch and we play them we share the gamepad we have a fun time but I don't get anything memorable when I play the game from the games from these guys, it's so, you know, uh, this, this Hideo Kojima dictatorship, you know, you know he's on top of every de- decision. He's there and he says yes, no for everything. And that's, I think you can feel it. And I miss that from Triple A's because now it's only the, the Indies who, who give this kind of feeling and it's very, very rare in, in triple A's. Yeah, the, the Indies thing is that there's definitely a personal stamp. Like, this is yeah. my thing. I've done this <laughs> thing. It's a bit weird, I know. That's why you're playing it. <laughs> True. You know, and um, one recent game I've played, you know, Firewatch, crazy. You know, it's a lovely adventure yeah. game, beautiful adventure game. I really liked it as a story. And it, I got you know a bit you know lump in the throat about a lot of aspects of it when I was playing through it, but that just you know that has the hallmark and stamp of that developer and the writers, you know. Yeah, that's yeah, that's right. Just feel it. You're like, oh yeah, that that kind of dry wit throughout it, that really sort of 
almost desert-like. Yes, I mean, yeah. the guys, they decided to invest two years mm-hmm. into making a guy walk in the forest. forest. And that's about it. That's, 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 it. that's what there is in the game. Yeah. But still, it's a great experience yeah. for many reasons. And the writing is awesome and everything. But betting on that two years yeah. ago... I mean, when the result is there, you say, "Ah, oh, yes, okay, of course, yes. That, that, of course." I mean, it's of course, it's a great story, and 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 you walk in the forest, and where, in what other game can you do that? But well, that was pretty boldy, I think. And similarly, that game company with with, with Journey. Ah, yeah. yeah. So if I had to 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 quote one designer that's not Japanese and who is making things that I could not ever make. It's the guys from that game company and probably Genovation. I don't know exactly who was behind Journey exactly, no. but that was crazy. It's like, terrible that it took a toll on the studio, didn't it? Because apparently, you know, after its creation, the, 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 its creators just couldn't do it anymore. They couldn't work together. Yeah, I know. Um, that's, that's sad, but I'm sure the guys who had the person who had the vision, because what I read was they had a, a bit of distrust in the vision during the development yeah. and that created problems and, yeah. and in the end they split up. But the guy who was in the meeting room and who said, because I'm, I'm convinced people from the team told him, oh, we need to add, I don't know, a button to throw a punch yeah. or we need to uh, give to add tutorials because people don't know where to go. <laughs> I don't know. Things must. These things must have happened. Must have happened. And yeah, just going to the same and, tropes, uh, listening to people, yeah. actually listening to uh, others. Like, oh no, you got to have a score. What? <laughs> exactly. And there was one guy in the room yeah. who was constantly, constantly saying, "We're gonna walk in the desert." And that's it. Yeah. And you're going to have a button that makes a sound yeah. and you're not going to be able to speak to your teammates. And also, and you have a scarf that grows length. Why? Yeah. Because it's windy and it looks awesome. <laughs> this is rubbish. And it just storm out, you know. It's just, but, yeah. It's just... So, yeah, this I really, really admire. I think it's something that cannot be like it's like Shadow of the Coast it's it's, it's done yeah. let's not let's not go there anymore it's perfect yeah. it's it's not perfect at all but no. it's 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 better than perfect because of the flows let's leave it here and make something different and the communication so, is just like the single note Ding. Ding. Yeah. like that's great that's just like and you would have you know you couldn't be a jerk in that game you just couldn't no, no. You couldn't do it. You couldn't do it. At least no. I must say that I had the perfect experience on Journey. Like, I came back from work. It was 11 p.m. Started the console. I was, ah, okay, let's try 15 minutes. I'll play. I see this. I, I didn't know about the, 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 the network thing. So I was like, oh, what's this AI? He's doing stupid jumps everywhere. <laughs> what's happening? And then I understand it's a player. I'm like, wow, that's so cool. <laughs> And then, honestly, we do the full thing together from the moment we met until the end and on the same camera. Like, we didn't split. It was incredible. Yeah, and he just had that connection with... So it could excited. have been anyone. It could have been some 60-year-old grandmother or something. It could have been anyone. But you, you, did, it. you did it. Yeah, yeah. And I stayed, like, two hours. I was supposed to go to bed, like, in 15 minutes. And I stayed two hours and a half awake just because this was really incredible so that was the best the best journey experience and uh, one of the my best gaming experience for sure yeah yeah it's up there with mine it also had a bit of a lump in the throat towards the end when it was telling how things the story of that game is extraordinary. so my last question of the first half and it's my favorite question because it gives me an inclination and first of all it demonstrates that you're not living in a bubble and second of all it also gives you a hint of what you're working on next it doesn't but I like to think it does. The question is, what are you playing right now, apart from Fury? Ah, well, that's also a very easy one. <laughs> I, I, I'll be very ashamed, but not, but not ashamed at the same time. I am replaying Valkyria Chronicles on PS4. Like it, it, mm. it, 
it's launched. Yeah, it's a remaster. I don't see any difference from the PS3. For me, it's exactly the same, but it's still very, very good. Like, it's a game that, like, the, the story is cheesy, the, the, the direction is cheap, everything is full of this, okay, let's put our effort where it matters thing, and the characters are incredible, I want to spend my time with them, I want to teleport into their world. I have so much fun with the tactical gameplay. It's very well balanced contrary of the, the Valkyrie Chronicles 2 and 3 on PSP are way too easy. This one is, is like tactical. You need to make good decisions. And it's just I like so much to turn on the PS4 very late after I'm completely tired and just dive into their world. And that's I, I don't know. I, I turned it on uh, yesterday night, and the music started, and I had goosebumps, you know. So that's this kind of game. Th- that, that's one, then, already by default. Yeah, excellent. excellent. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so that's what I am playing at the moment. Cool. But, so that is a great well, answer. And again, absolutely nothing to do with what you're working on. <laughs> I have found very strange answers like, oh, yeah, I'm playing FIFA. Okay. <laughs> And they've made this amazing sprawling RPG sort of thing. Like, yeah, I'm playing. Oh yeah, I, actually, I play a lot of of Japanese triplees. Like my most uh, expect like awaited game is Persona Five. Oh. It's an R- a Japanese RPG. Yes, well, yes, and, uh, yes. It's not at all uh, a beat them up. I, I don't. I actually don't play platinum games. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy to say that, but I I I admire the design. Actually, that's not true. I played Vanquish and loved it, but that was Shinji Mikami. Yeah, carry on, yeah. But, but uh, yeah, no, I don't play Bayonetta or Beautiful Joe. These things are way too, too, I don't know, complicated for me, or I'm not too good enough. Uh, I'm a very average player, and I prefer, you know, different things. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, for example, I've said this on the show, I'm playing at the moment, I'm playing Stellaris a lot on, the, on my PC. Mm. And that's just, you know... <laughs> Oh, okay, let's, let's send some ships over there and see what happens. Oh, look! Oh, look, it's, it's, it's a weird alien race. Let's just um, subsume it into my empire. Hurrah! <laughs> and uh, it's just, it's great. It just keeps on going and going. Just gives and gives as much as you put into it. And uh, But um, but I, I do like um, the Twitch and reaction games. I'm just not terribly good at them anymore. It's pretty frustrating for me, but there it is. Um, but... Uh, Anything else? You said you mentioned board games. We also do board games on the show sometimes. I mean, I'm a big board game fan. You playing anything of uh, of note recently? Well, I have very very hard time finding new board games because I, you know, live in my bubble and nobody gives me any hint. Oh. But there's the ones that I play over and over and over. Uh, uh, and I know the French names, but. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, maybe King of Tokyo, the uh, Richard Garfield one. Yeah, that's a, a, is, I, what I love doing about that game. When I come and encourage people, it's a very, very nice one. Is, yeah, just get those cards. Um, get those cards and stuff. Yeah. Uh, the thing with uh, the station, the train stations, and the train. Um, ticket to ride. Yes, ticket to ride. Uh, incredible because it's so accessible. Yes. I can play with with my sisters, my mother, and my hardcore board game fan, and we are all have, having yeah, fun. Yeah. So that's that's just great when I can, you know, uh, make people I like gather around the game. Yeah. That's not every every day that I can do that. I, can, I cannot do that with Fury at all. Yeah, trying to do that, trying to do play like Terra Mystica with like new players, like, what are you doing? Just, just, they, they, really, yeah. This is just evil. Don't do this. But, okay, this is a worker placement game with different... Re- I'm sorry, I've lost you already, haven't I? <laughs> so, yeah, that's right. I know what it is. Yeah. Uh, one game I would uh, give you a hint on is uh, look out for. It's come out recently called Kodinka. Uh, C-O-D-I-N-C-A. Uh, it's a beautiful game. lasts about half an hour. It's in a tiny little box. and It takes up to four players. And it's basically a grid, a four-by-four four grid of little plastic tiles. Very... Very big, very firm, very, very, very tactile, very pleasing mm. to touch. And what you have to do is you have to you have a set of four cards, and you play the four. The, these four cards have patterns on them, and you have to actually recreate those patterns using the tiles. It's just brilliant. 
uh, and it's really aggressive, but it's just really quick and very easy to pick up and uh, highly. Uh, I will for sure uh, try to. I will, I will to yes, see I that. Highly, highly recommend it. So that's the end of the first half. See, wasn't that painful? Well done. Uh, <laughs> no, that was okay. Right. Okay. And now we go on to the second half where things get really interesting, where we talk about fuel. my dream game but other than that it's a boss fight game and more than the boss fight game it's a dual game it's not a boss fight like when I think of boss fights in video games I think God of War crazy giant boss fights or Shadow of the Colossus it's not this kind of boss fight it's a boss fight where you fight another opponent that is the same size same shape same uh, power uh, as your character and you fight him for a reason. You have a reason to fight him. You want your freedom. And he has a reason to fight you. That's something you will discover along the road in the, in the game. But that's what a duel is really. It's two guys having a strong enough reason to risk either to get killed or to kill someone, which is not something... That's something that we easily think as a, a given in video games, but... In real life, would you start a duel with a kid knowing you will win, but you will have to kill him? Probably not, because you don't want to be a killer. That's, that was one of the strongest things that we, we wanted to work on. How, how do we make a game about boss fights that is not just, let's kill the bad guy and move, move forward? And that's all a bit disregarding when you look at Fury and probably we failed to convey... Um, yes. enough meaning but it's there actually it starts off with the, you the main protagonist in prison and mm-hmm. you are fighting for your freedom but and there's an underlying tale and if you give any spoilers out I won't but you must be put in there for a reason <laughs> exactly <laughs> and it's fairly obvious so like, that's you know, yeah, the game is about figuring out why you are there and why this guy don't want you to, to escape. Yeah, there's a chap there who's wearing a big, fluffy sort of... I think he is, anyway. Yeah, he is. Wearing his big rabbit mask. Looks like Johnny yes. Darko's thing going on. And uh, maybe it was an influence, I don't know. And uh, I think it was. Uh, we can tell us later. And it's like, oh, what, what's going on here? He seems for it's a little bit sarcastic and indifferent to your plight, to a point. Uh, but uh, he's very encouraging. But why is he so enthusiastic? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So figuring out why you're there, why these guys don't want you to escape, and who is this guy, and why does he do what he does, like giving you a sword and a gun, telling you we have to get out of here. Let's 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 uh, get out. And that's that's another question: who is this guy, and why? What does he yeah, want? So that's, uh, anything, that a, that's the main driver. That and actually mastering the, uh, the the combat. 
So, speaking of combat, I'm good at segues in this, this show. Uh, <laughs> uh, although that's no longer a segue because I've just described it as one. Fury uses both sound and vision for notifying when the player should be do something during a boss fight. Or, sorry, a fight. How did this develop during Fury's design? Uh, that was... Like, I, I explained that I was working in uh, usability and uh, I had a lot of design... Uh, I don't know, experience in, in simplicity and stuff like that. And one thing that I noticed when I was watching playtests were was that a lot, of, a lot of the time, developers they are you they make the things so they know how it works by default. And when you watch someone play, most of the time the game is fun, but the player doesn't have fun because he doesn't understand, and that's not really <laughs> a good thing. So we tried to make the game simple and to make it very, very legible. So that was something really important. And that's why we have this art direction, very colorful, uh, very simple, like the texture. They are almost like, you know, painted very simply. There is no detail. Uh, it's just colors. And uh, we have very strong visual effects, very Japanese in this way. And, um, yeah, we tried to make everything be clear and bam, in your head. The character, when he starts a move, is going to take a strong pose in his animation and is going to tell you by his, by his stance, I'm going to attack you in one second. Then there is a white flash on his weapon saying, it's going to go in one second, get ready, or less than one second. And then you have a sound saying, cring! Press your button, press your button, and then you press your button. But if you are, you know, a little bit uh, panicking and you just want to press your attack button while the guy is, pre is getting ready, it's going to block and punish yeah. you. If you wait and you dodge or parry, then you have an opportunity to punish him. So it's a game of counter-attacking more than button-mashing Attacks. Do, yeah. And that's do not, unusual. Do not, do not button mash when playing Fury, <laughs> everyone. Don't. It's so, so no, tempting no. to do because you've been trained to do it for decades, right? You see this kind yeah, of third exactly. person action game, and if you haven't encountered other certain harder games with, with the initials D and S, <laughs> you will proceed to button mash. I'm not going to mention mm -hmm. that game's name. It's just, I'm not going to do it. I'm sick of it. Um, <laughs> which were which which were actually not at all uh, an inspiration. I I I respect them yes. a lot. I love Bloodborne, yes. but I, I Fury was already designed when I played Bloodborne, which I love, and and uh, I didn't play the Souls game, so it was not at all like I. There are similarities, but it's yeah. a pure. Uh, I didn't want to dilute this conversation like that. I didn't want to again, oh god, it's citing that game. Everyone knows what yeah. I'm talking about, uh, and I just want to focus on Fury because it is his own thing, sure, and it just deserves its, its its place on 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 a pedestal. So let's just focus on that. But um, no, what really shocked shook me about the game is the the audio. Yes, the visuals are amazing and the animation beautiful. We're going to talk about that later on. But it's the audio. It's just like... And it's split timing. Like, it's just... Do you hear that? Do you hear that? Now. Now punch him. Now punch him. You know? Or, or slash or whatever. Not... You just, you've got to... You've got to be completely drawn into it. You've got to read it. You've got to read their attacks and read their abilities. And actually, there's a fun story that happened one hour ago before this, uh, this, this uh, discussion. Okay was that our combat designer, Benjamin, the one who is playing the best the game at the moment, he, he just beat one of the hardest fights blindfolded. Because, <laughs> you know, it's, it's uh, summer games done quick and you see speedrunners doing blindfolded yeah. things yeah. right now. And we were like, wow, we, we should so much do that with Fury. Yeah. And, and he, just, he just did it. And I would not be able to do that, but 
he did it because of the sound design, of course, because he's not, I don't know, a god yeah. or a genius. He just listened to the sound and parried, counterattack, dodged, parried, counterattack, dodged. And that we'll works. Credit, we'll credit to your team on that. It's just, I haven't seen that in a long time. It has, happens in a couple of games, but this, this was quite exceptional. So, I'm going to ask uh, about the boss, the actual battles. Again, my notes say boss battles, I shouldn't say, because they're, the game, the Fury is a series of, of battles of very tough opponents, each one different to the other. But it, it's one of the things about boss battles is that they can be difficult to keep interest for the player. Um, how do you, because there is a risk of it, you just simply responding to patterns over and over again. Mm-hmm. How do you believe Fury overcomes this problem? I know the answer to this, but I want you to hear it from you. <laughs> well, uh, the thing is, uh, okay, when you, when you make, I don't know, uh, an action-adventure game, you start, you, you have your vision, and you know you want to make gameplay features that you're going to use during the game. And what you want to do is um, reuse a lot of the features. You want to have a feature, then, like, say, feature A, and use it in, in A1, A2, A3 situations that are slightly different, but still using feature A. And then you want to use uh, the, the A thing in the first levels and then the A thing in the, in the last levels and, and make the most out of one feature. And for Fury, we decided to go the complete opposite uh, not the complete, like we have a core gameplay, okay, you, you have patterns like shoot patterns and, and combat patterns but most of the characters they are visually unique, in a unique environment that only is used once with unique features for their arena, with unique attacks and unique patterns and unique music and unique uh, sound, sound effects uh, for some of them and uh, everything is kind of unique. So it was a lot of effort and production time and money put into making all of them unique and not feel like, oh, okay, that's the same thing I did, but with more damage or more hit points, you know? Yeah. So that was, that was a, a lot of, of a big reason why the game doesn't feel... Uh, repetitive and after that it's all finding the tiny little design tweaks that make this pattern feel different so the rhythm, the pace of each fight the, do, they, do they try to get close to you, do they try to shoot you from far away do they try to uh, to just swarm you with bullet or are they like chirurgical in their patterns and you need to be very very uh, fast in, in, in parrying or dodging. That's all the little tiny difference that makes you feel something different. But most of all, I think it's all very different in every sense. Yeah, definitely the sense of accomplishment when taking one of them down is exceptionally high. Uh, I found that uh, I definitely felt, uh, yes, I had genuinely conquered that, that, that being, that other person. <laughs> definitely that feedback to the player is like, it's never a sure thing. I'm not very good anyway, but it's really, it's, 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 you know, as you battle your way through, it's like, oh, this one's got me beat. I can't, like, how, how can anyone physically do this sort of thing, you know? Yeah. But, uh, I like, I like that you start to fight and thinking it's impossible. Yeah. And after five tries, you almost yeah. beat him and you know the sixth one is going to yeah, be the good one. Like, so oh, that, that's, yeah, that's, it's like, you're just inching and getting better and better and better. Uh, and yep. I mean, I'm going to say this in the, on the first boss because it's not that much of a spoiler. The first boss, there's some wonderful bullet hell stuff going on. I wasn't expecting it mm-hmm. at all. Where you know, I'm a big fan of of the old you know R-type games of old, and to see that sure. bullets come out from the wasn't expecting it at all. So um, that, that that was quite striking to see that. There's definitely an influence from those um, lefty righty up and downy shooters of old like Xevious and well less than Xevious well no there was Xevious had some bullets in it but more more of you know, Karugo and stuff like that it was really good to see mm-hmm. so yeah was very, and also the fact that you could shoot some of the bullets and it would turn green and then you could regain some health from it that was like that's weird <laughs> you know again I'm not spoiling anything it's the first boss so 
Don't worry, it's a bit of tips there. You can shoot the green blobs, you get some health back. And trust me, you'll need it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so, we've talked about a visual style, but I want to tease this more out of you. So, it has, Fury has a very unique visual style. And, uh, it has models with relatively low polygonal counts. You may disagree, but in comparison to other games, they are more basic, not in a bad way. Is there... Was, but the animation is extremely fluid, very fast. Um, was the reason was that that was that that balance? You, you just or was it? What was driving what? That's what I'm trying to get at. The, the design and shape and, and the, the creation of the models. The, these these battles are very elaborate. So did, were you frightened of any slowdown or how? What was driving what? Well, especially talking about the animation. There was that's one another guideline that we have is it's you know when you you compare Japanese video games and uh, Western video games if I had to you know make it a big pattern that's not true for every game but still uh, you can see that Western video games try more to be like a movie so games like Assassin's Creed games like Uncharted games like Last of Us, they have super realistic characters moving in a very realistic way, and it's beautiful to watch. But when you take the controller and you press a button, your character is going to do an animation that's realistic, and it's gonna feel a little bit laggy. I, I for my standards, and and it's beautiful to watch, but still. It's a bit slow and laggy. And when you play Japanese, probably cheaper-looking video games, it's very, very responsive. In the sense that they cut an animation. They make a movement be like one frame, it's in this position. The second frame, it's in another position. And it just gives it more punch. And if you look at a, a game like Street Fighter, you feel that that punch, like it's slap, slap. Yeah. It's it's yeah. you have this startup animation. It's there. You see it very well. And the next frame, it's in your face <laughs> at the opposite side side of the screen. So that's a feeling that we wanted to have. So the animators, uh, we are very uh, lucky that we have fan of of Japanese games in our team in animation. But they felt they they, they were on board with that vision. And they made this animation to be like, bam, this punch, this non-realistic punch that Japanese games yeah. have. So that was a very strong, a very strong direction that we had, and and gave this this space to to Fury's it gameplay. It feels like it, has, it makes feel- contact as as gravity to every strike, every block, every movement. And the dash movement is one of my favorites because it's just like I'm in trouble. Run. You know, <laughs> you know, and it's, it's really yeah. frustrating for the boss. He feels like they're frustrated. I know it's an AR control being, but it's just like, oh yes, you know, they they just you just dodge their attack, and you can feel like, when is it just going to stop doing that? You know, like, nope, I'm not going to stop doing that because you, you hurt. Um, so my last question, I know, sad face, all good things come to an end, but I want to ask you, from what I've seen. Player is given a set of tools very early on, and that's their tool set. That's it. That's what they mm-hmm. have. That's what they're going to use for the perpetuity throughout the entire experience of the game. Uh, so, it's, you know, rather than letting them expand their abilities and getting stronger and stronger and that sort of thing, you said, no, that's it. But this, is, this, this is what you got. Why? Why did you do that? Why did you not? Do the more, you know, I hate to use the word traditional, oh look, now you can punch just that little bit harder, or here you can do a flying somersault kick and things. Why did you just go, here's the stuff you can do, and knock yourself out? Well, that's, that's an excellent question. I think there are two reasons uh, that are very important, both of them. The first one is... Um, in the very first presentation of the project, there is this slide where I dis- define the vision and the philosophy for the project. And one was, okay, AAA games, they make 
a great sandbox. They have multiplayer. They have experience points. They upgrade their weapons and whatever. They can drive cars and vehicles. And they can, I don't know, customize their character look. They can do everything at a 90 point level because they have 50 million to do that and 300 person. We don't have this budget. We don't have this team. We don't have this scope. Let's make one thing incredible. <laughs> so that was the boss fight. And this means, okay, let's not make character upgrades, weapon upgrades, experience points, levels, and whatever ability updates that would cost a lot of production time. Let's focus on, on fusing. And that's, that's one reason. But the best reason, the, probably the most beautiful one and, and very true one, is the one that made a game like Journey. Let's keep it simple and ask the skill, the player skills to improve. Not the character video game with stats that are upgraded because he just got, I don't know, more yellow orbs that are the experience. Let's just consider that as a musical instrument. Let's say, okay, we are giving you a character with this pad. It's like a guitar. It has six strings. You're not going to add a seventh one, an eighth one. You're going to have to practice a song. First one is the first boss. Let's practice it. You get better. You get better. You, now you master it. Good. Good for you. Let's move to the second one. And you move boss by boss, exactly like it's scores, partitions of music, you practice your guitar and until you become Jimi yeah. Hendrix. And that's, that's, that's exactly what we wanted to do. And now we have speedrunners two days after the launch who can finish the game like us in the team and we've been practicing for two years. So there are guys out there that are uh, virtuals or sweet virtuals, virtuals. Yeah, I don't know the word. Maestros. Yes, yeah, virtuosos. Yeah, yeah. Maestros. And these guys, I'm like, yes, that's what I wanted to see. Because the, the difference between a, a player who starts and the player who's trained is incredible. And I think that's better than saying you've spent more time and you've got more experience yeah. points. I mean, uh, I, I love yeah, RPGs. Yeah, yeah. I'm a yeah, big it's a fan. Beast, though, isn't it? I mean, that's. Yeah. But it's not the, the experience points on the upgrades that I love in RPGs. What I love is a good story, tactical choice, uh, characters that I fell in love with, and that's these things. Simply upgrading my character is a good mechanic that's addictive, no problem with that, but that's not what made me come to the game. And in an action game, improving your skills and feeling better, that's, that's a strong reward. It reminds me a little bit of the uh, the ethos of the, going back to the shoot 'em ups again. They didn't really have mm. you know upgrades. We I mean, had one or two, but most of the time it was your you you versus those bullets <laughs> and everything else. Yeah, yeah, bullets, exactly. You know? I, I I can't think of one shoot them up where your your uh, your uh, starship would start with one life point and would end up with ten. You you get a shield. You improve. You get yeah, power ups. Yeah. But that's not yeah. that's not uh, upgrades uh, like the same yes. kind of upgrade. You can yeah you can power up your your thing, but you still get destroyed when you get a hit. It's, so. it's, it's yeah, and I've recently played a game. I don't particularly like. I won't mention it, but uh, the game actually prevented you from progressing unless you bought these upgrades, and then you realised then it became much easier and, and to complete or to get and like, yeah. like but that's just math like yeah yeah it is but it was just lazy mm-hmm. you know lazy game design it's just no one to, but what you've done you've you you've it's uh, fury is a fantastic example i'm not saying this because you're on the show but it's a great example of less is more uh, and uh, <laughs> what it is cool. it's pure you it's you versus the game and it, it brings back a lot of you know that uh, that skill requirement rather than Here's you playing through your experience, which you know. Hey, we were talking about Journey and Firewatch. That's that's an experience. There's no, no there's no skill in Firewatch at all. It's just you absorbing a story and experiencing it. Whereas Fury is a bit of both. You've got you've got a lot of skill. You have to really, really 
you know, hone yourself and go. And then it, there are difficulty settings, everyone. So if you're not too good, you can go to story mode and stuff like that. But it's not recommended because then you don't get the wonderful unlocks. But I did say that was the last question. It is the last question. But my the sort of semi question is. Uh, what f- platforms is it on? I think I know it's on Windows PC. Is it on the other Linux and Mac? I can't remember. Yeah, it's on, on PC and on uh, uh, yes, PS4. And it's, also on PS4. It's, it's, it's not it's not on uh, Linux and, and Mac uh, yet. It's not planned to be because uh, I mean un- unless I, I, there is a, a big. I I would love. I I'm uh, yeah. I, I'm. I would love that to happen, know, but it's yeah. unlikely. Uh, I mean, my laptop's a Macintosh. So, you know, but, uh, yeah. But, um, yeah, but on the PS4, it's fantastic. Well done for, for getting it out the door. Uh, and I think, again, we did talk about before we start recording that I have to congratulate Emmerich and his team, uh, the Game Bakers, for finishing Fury, because they certainly have. It is done, everyone. It's out there. You can go get it now. And uh, highly, highly recommend it. Emmerich, it's been a fantastic chatting to you, and uh, you've been a great, great guest. Um, so thank you very much for your time. Well, thanks for the great interview. It was really a good one. Yes, I well, loved I'm it. Good. Glad you got something out of it. Um, and uh, you're more than welcome to come back to, to chat about what next game you have uh, on the horizon, whatever <laughs> it may be. Uh, and, uh, but in the meantime, again, thank you very much, and the very best of luck with Fury. And so ends another episode of the Sausage Factory. Do leave us an iTunes review and you can also, don't forget, listen to us on Stitcher.com. So just go to Stitcher.com and you can stream the show from there. You just look up the Sausage Factory and you can find us. That'd be great. You can follow me on Twitter at Chris O'Regan, no apostrophes. And uh, if you want to email me, any feedback on the show, or actually you're a developer who listen to the show and want your game featured on it, please do email me at chris at spong.com. Also, don't forget to check out the Computer Game Show, which is the stablemate podcast, should we say, on spong.com. Bye! Bye!